Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. From the Sugar Shack Studios in Texas, USA, it's the In Wheel Time car talk show. Coming up, talk with a fellow about his million-mile Suburban. Yep, without an engine overhaul. Wow. I got to drive the updated Buick Encore GX. I'll give you my thoughts on it. Conrad has the cruise-in calendar and This Week in Auto History. And later, we'll bring you the stories making automotive news headlines this week. Just ahead on the Inwell Time Car Talk Show. Howdy, along with Mike, Out of This World Mars, King Conrad DeLong, we always need more Jeff Zekin. Mm-hmm. I'm Don Armstrong. Glad you could join us on this uh, Saturday. We've had some interesting conversations here in the studio prior to air, <laughs> and I guess we really shouldn't go into all of that, should we, no, Please, Mr. No. Mars? No. <laughs> well, we could, but uh, it wouldn't be. It, we wouldn't be on the air very long. Trade not. Upside no, down. you yeah. three wouldn't be on the air very long. It would be my show. Well, Xfinity would come up with their uh, emergency truck to cut the cable. <laughs> That's the way that <laughs> would it. work. Well, between nine and seven. Between 9 a.m. and 7 p.m., they'd be out to cut the cable. Yeah, yeah. and then they'd call it at about 7 p.m. and go, Can we reschedule? Oh, yeah, we're, we're not going to be able to make it today, mm-hmm. but at any rate. So, cable guy. Ben Welch <laughs> drove his new Chevy Suburban off the dealership lot in 1994. I don't know as if I'd tell everybody that. He was curious to see how many miles it would go by following a good maintenance routine. Per General Motors, only about 1% of Suburbans go over 250,000 miles. Wow. So it was remarkable when Welch watched his odometer flip to 1 million miles earlier this year. Does it go that far? Yep. Well, it doesn't go to a million. It goes to all zeros again because everything's had a million-mile odometer on it, though, probably since the late 70s. Okay. Well, all that without a complete engine overhaul or the engine pulled from the vehicle. For service. And joining us now is Ben Welch. Ben, good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Well, I'm, I'm Don. Mike's over there in the green shirt. <laughs> and we've got also Conrad DeLong here and, and Jeff Zekin. So you're going to get bombarded by questions. Sue's just wants to. Okay. Let, me, let me just uh, say that um, it's, it is remarkable, but clearly you were very conscientious about engine oil changes and the maintenance schedule. Did you follow it by the book or did you use your own? You want me to tell you the truth, <laughs> Don? Yes. Here, here's the deal. First of all, um, when I bought the vehicle, my intent wasn't to keep it forever. In fact, I was going to um, trade every year. And I went down after the first year, had about 35000 could have traded for about $5,000, which I thought was reasonable. But I got to looking at the 95s, and between 94 and 95, General Motors discontinued that outside armrest on the front seats. And oh. I really liked that. So I thought, ah, they'll probably bring those back next year. Nope. So I came back in 90, uh, 96. Nope. Uh, uh, came back three times. They didn't bring them back. So I thought, I'll just run it a couple of years. So that's the real story on the on the Suburban. Guys. So it all centers around the armrest, really. It re- actually, it does. <laughs> comfort. <laughs> yeah, comfort. Well, absolutely. Let me ask you this. On a million-mile vehicle, have you had to have the seat repaired or pumped up or put some new foam under it or something? <laughs> you know, we were just talking about that uh, as we were waiting. The interior is all original, with the exception of that front seat, because it, I don't know what, Randy, 
a couple, 300, 400,000, whatever, um, it, it actually flew back on me one time. The weld busted. So I had to get a, a new front seat and I had Randy uh, weld it up before we even put it in there. But that's the only part uh, that's not of the uh, interior that's not original, guys. Tell us who Randy is. Randy's right here. He's he's a mechanic. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't be running the vehicle if I hadn't had Randy around because uh, all the odds and ends, he's been able to take care of it uh, in short order and just made it really convenient. Well, you know, uh, you, you folks up there in Nebraska have got a different set of uh, parameters that you have to work within, especially uh, after the snowfall and bringing it out in the spring. But I assume that this is not some sort of showpiece, that this is something that you drive every day. This is a working vehicle. Yeah. I mean, uh, every, every day. Have you, had any ru- have you had any rust issues from uh, the salt on the, on the roads? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And about three or four years ago, I spent 4000 bucks on uh, body work. Oh, really? Did they, did they replace some panels for you or yeah, patch they, some panels? Yeah, I have a front, uh, this front left panel. Uh, they did that. And I don't know, just various stuff. I was, I, oh, and the back, the back, uh, I think the back right, well, where the exhaust comes out, that, that was rusting. So, uh, yeah, I had that. It, actually, it was 3850 bucks, which I thought was reasonable. Did you have a complete respray on the car? No. No. So it's got the original paint except where you had it uh, repaired. Well, (laughs) one one side, I think, over here, they they resprayed it. Yeah. So. Well, it looks pretty good. I mean, I I can actually see the lights reflecting off the hood. This Mm -hmm. isn't some. It looks very good. Yeah, it looks really good. You've taken real good care of it. Do you wax it frequently? Yep. Yep. I try to polish it twice a year. Yeah. Twice a year I polish it. And, you know, I don't. I don't want to drive a junk heap, but. <laughs> so what what has been your oil change regimen to get a million miles out of it? Um, I started out at uh, 5,000 mile oil changes and I took the oil sample. You know, I'd send in an oil sample and after a couple of them, I thought, well, this is ridiculous. Everything's coming out good. So uh, I just went to 10,000 mile oil changes um, and that's when I changed oil and filter at 10,000. Uh, I guess I, yeah, that's it. Ten thousand mile oil changes. So and and the reason I went to ten thousand, even though I I knew with this oil I could go a lot longer, but I didn't want it to go over ten thousand without greasing it. And right. so Randy has a, a, a Rhino grease. And guys, believe it or not, my very first front end work was done at eight hundred and ninety two thousand. Oh, that's surprising. Any any transmission work done to it? Yeah, we've had what? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, actually three transmissions. One of them put in was only went ten thousand, so it was rebuilt. Yep. So I've had transmissions about three hundred thousand, probably average, right, Randy? Yeah. So, do you know you know how much money you have sunk into it after the initial purchase price and repairs and keeping it maintenance uh, up to date and that sort of stuff? Do you ever, put, yeah, those, Randy's you ever put, got the, that. put those figures together? I mean, I, what's, a, what's a transmission these days? Two, three, well, oh, 4,000? Yeah, four to six, yeah. Four to six. Oh, yeah. Trans, yeah, transmission's expensive, so that would be the big one probably, the yeah. transmission. Yeah, rear end. Uh, yeah, rear end. I, I hit a uh, just a horrible, 
a hole in the interstate one day, and uh, it kind of did a did a number on the rear end, knocked the tooth out of it. So I bought a used rear end, and Randy put that in. So there's there's been several odds and ends. Have you had to replace but, the windshield in it? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going down the country roads, uh, you get a lot of rocks. It's probably probably the fourth or fifth windshield. Couple ben, hundred thousand. Well, well, Ben, I would imagine. Are you retired? Or are you still working? Oh, I still. I've never really worked, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm retired or not. I still do what I've done for forty years. What's that? What do you 50, do? Fifty years. Uh, actually, I ran onto this stuff that I'm using in here. See, I use a special oil, special grease. Uh, every time I fill up, I add an ounce of uh, fuel mate to it. Every 5,000 miles, I, I put a pint of fuel system cleaner in it, and it just keeps everything extremely clean and well lubricated. Well, I got excited about this stuff. I was just back from Vietnam, didn't have any money, bought a used car. Uh, it was actually a 61 Lincoln. This was in 71. And not very long after I bought it, had about 90,000 miles on it. Just started drinking oil, going through a quart of oil every 50 miles. And uh, so I didn't have any money. And so I put some uh, SDP in it, and it helped. Took it from a quart every 50 to 150 miles. But I was adding a quart of oil at 150 miles. And that's when I ran onto this stuff. And, uh, you know, it just it, I was kind of intrigued with what, what the guy told me. And it was developed by a guy named Harry Coffin. And what he did, he, he invented a, what he called a polar molecule, just like two magnets will attach themselves together. Well, that's how this stuff works. It actually works itself into the metal and in the process lifts off any sludge or carbon or varnish. Well, I, I dumped a pint of this uh, stuff. Uh, it was called TKO into, the, into that crankcase of that old Lincoln. And it went 400 miles before I had to add a quart of oil. I drained that oil, put in an, uh, another uh, fresh oil, and I was using Penn's oil at the time another pint of this stuff, and uh, it went 1,400 miles. I never had to rebuild it. And I'd had two different mechanics uh, run a compression check, and both of them told me I had a busted ring and I'd have to overhaul it. Well, that was 800 bucks back then. And so uh, I didn't have the money, so that's why I was just getting getting by. So by so, putting that stuff in, uh, I never had to rebuild that engine. So, so that's ben, what really got me started. Ben, so, Ben, are you working or not? <laughs> I don't know. Are we working now? I'm just having fun. Having fun. Well, do you, what kind of oil do you use? Regular oil. What kind of regular oil do you use? It's uh, It was one of these uh, products that uh, that Harry Conklin, well, it's, I've, I've got the stuff here if you guys want to see it. No, we don't want to see it. We just want to hear, hear what you have to say about it. Because, okay. because remember, uh, we're we're not only uh, video, but we're also audio, and we got a lot of podcasts yeah, people that aren't people, looking. But Most people won't see it. But, so, uh, but what's the name of it? So you use five thirty. It's, it's fifteen. Actually, this is fifteen forty, which wasn't recommended. But I'd always use this, so I just started using this fifteen forty. It was the very first parasynthetic on on the market. Uh, it's convoy. Yeah. So, uh, so it's got uh, uh, it's got Molly in it as well, guys. So it's like having a billion little ball bearings. Yeah. Oil. So, well, Conrad used to work for BG Products, so we know all about that over and over again. But I want to ask you about the tires. How many sets of tires have you had on a, a, over a million miles? Well, I, uh, I've averaged at least at least a hundred thousand per set. Wow! You guys are not going to believe this. So ten the, sets. The, 
I, I told you the first front end work was done at 892,000. Okay. Uh, that's, that's when I put on the last set of tires. So these have what over a hundred and 108,000 right now. That's a lot of miles uh, on a set of tires. What do you do? Do you have you have them pumped up to like a hundred pounds psi and just kind of barely go around <laughs> corners with a quarter it? Quarter an inch. Yeah. What 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 is yeah. the secret to that? Uh, the grease, the grease that Randy uses. But for the tires. Oh, for the tires. Rotation. Yeah. Excuse me, guys. Yes. Here's the the very first set of tires that when it was on here when I bought it, I only got thirty eight thousand out of the tires because I didn't rotate them. And that's when the tire guy says, you ought to rotate these every 5,000. That's the other thing I do at 5,000 miles. I rotate the tires. That's the key to long tire life. Oh, yeah. Do you have them going in the same direction all the time, or do you crisscross them? They, they crisscross them. Yeah, they crisscross them. Gotcha. So, uh, X pattern, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you rotate, have do – do uh, now, now, now that you're, you're, you're a real – Dyed in the wool kind of guy. Do you go with one brand of tires? Uh, Michelin. I run Michelin. That's what was on here when I got it. Yeah. Um, so I just stayed with the Michelins. Yeah. Well, good. Well, uh, it's it's uh, it's a true pleasure to talk to you. You know, we don't really talk to too many people that got a million miles on their suburban, and the thing looks pretty darn good. Obviously. You're not a, a cheapskate when it comes to keeping up with maintenance on the thing. And all I can think of is, hey, you know, the guy. It's paid dividends. Yeah, paid dividends. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he's waiting for that armrest to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he may, may consider yeah. another vehicle. But, you know, at this point, I, I'd like to think that you're not, you're not in the market for another vehicle ever. <laughs> Actually, uh, about three years ago, I bought a, I bought a new Suburban. And uh, uh, so that's why this one does, doesn't have, you know, uh, a million and 400,000 on it. I got But you. I take this out, out in the country. So uh, so, so you've uh, had it for about 22, 23 years, right? Well, from 94 to, no, it'd be 20, close to 30 years, right? Yep, close yep. to 30. Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. 29. I didn't, take my sho- I didn't take my shoes off to do my math. But anyway, yeah. did you figure out, so how much... Mars is from Oklahoma. Math is hard. <laughs> Math is hard. So your maintenance costs and stuff, you know, how how much have you spent over the 30 years? Do you have an idea? Or does Randy? Randy would have an idea, but Well, uh, with everything what? with everything we've done, yeah. the, it's it's probably a little over forty thousand. So about half the price of a new one. Half the price of a new one, yeah. And with people that probably keep their vehicles a hundred one hundred fifty thousand. You know, you that's, you know, about eight suburban. So for what they cost today, it's what are they eighty thousand, seventy five, yeah. eighty thousand. Every bit of that. So, yeah. Well, let me ask you guys, and just out of curiosity, and we'll just leave it at this. I've never heard of Conklin products, and neither is Conrad. Are they only available in the Midwest? Oh no, they're available nationwide, but uh, they are very well known. It's a fairly small company. Yeah. So. Uh, and uh yeah i ran into it they're probably what 50 well uh, the original formulas were uh probably in back in the 1930s and they're still using those original formulas probably wow. the best kept secret out there well uh, that's uh, cool yeah we, uh, we'll have to look that up c-o-n-k-l-i-n 
L-I-N-S. Okay. Well, gentlemen, it's a pleasure talking to you, and thank you also to uh, your uh, photographer there and uh, we, your videographer, uh, however you want to refer to him. We, we appreciate you guys getting up and talking to us this morning. Yeah, it's pretty All impressive right. to get that many miles on a on a American-built car. And, you and, guys haven't heard the really – the million miles is not the impressive part on that to me because at 400,000, which one of you is from Oklahoma? That my, would be my, Mr. Mars. I lived yeah, in yeah. Oklahoma for 10 years. That Mr. doesn't Mars, count. Okay. I was down in the, uh, the Tulsa area Yeah. Uh, when this had about 400,000. <laughs> I was coming back, and you know where Joplin, Missouri is, okay? And you get on, it used to be Highway 71. It's Interstate 49 now, oh, yeah. long straight. Well, anyway, it was July 5th, really hot, and just about Joplin, the air conditioner quit working. And I turned north, and what had happened, I was so stupid really i didn't realize i had a problem i thought there was ruts on the road well what had happened the air compressor uh air conditioning compressor had gone out and i didn't have a, a serpentine belt which means i didn't have a water pump and all the rest of it and i ran that thing 110 miles and july 5th that day in oklahoma uh when i finally stopped up in uh, missouri it was 106 degrees oh my gosh so your engine was about 280 almost 300 oh it should have melted down well, yeah, but if you'd have slowed cool. down, it would have. Well, yeah, that was so. good. <laughs> but anyway, the fact that it hung together for another 600,000 guys. Yeah. That's the real story on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. GM Big Block. I guess that was a 350. It's a, it's a 350. 350. Yeah, yeah. 350. That explains yeah. a lot. There you go. Well, gentlemen, <laughs> right. again, we thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, and uh, best of luck to you. Let's get two, 2 million miles on it. Give, give us a call when that happens. <laughs> okay thanks guys thank you thank very you. much all right so so conklin does agriculture roofing animal products home health and vehicle products and you can get your prostate checked <laughs> are you are you volunteering to check it for him <laughs> how long, how long is that finger oh my god oh guys guys, guys there's guys. that all right Mars, how's your editing these days? <laughs> it's going to have to get a lot better. I can see that. Coming. Time now for the cruise-in calendar. Do we dare even look at the cruise-in calendar? Sure. Okay. Uh, classic Cars and Trucks cruise-in. Brazos Valley Brewing uh, is tonight uh, or this afternoon at 12 p.m. in Brenham. That would be noon. Today. Yeah, noon, noon today, today, not tonight. Mm-hmm. Saturday jump start at 1902 East Texas Expressway in Colleen is today at noon. At 2 p.m., Cars and Cocktails at South Shore Harbor in League City. Uh, the Chili Cook-Off wait, and wait, Car wait, Show. Wait, 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 wait. Cars and Cocktails. Cars and Cocktails. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I heard that you're not supposed to drink and drive, and those kind of two things go together, don't mm-hmm. they? Well, I, don't, what, I don't know about eating a bunch of chili and driving a long distance either. Yes, Mr. Mars, you were going to say yeah, something? I was going to say, when I was living in San Antonio, they have a, a, a big skeet tournament, an international skeet tournament there outside of San Antonio. And I was you shocked. take a shotgun and you blow. Yeah, and you shoot stuff. And, and the beer clay stands pigeons. over there, you know, so that in between shooting the clay pigeons and all, they sometimes use live pigeons. But you can go over there and drink, and all these guys are walking around with these shotguns. I'm kind of going, what? Well, this I'll, is Texas. I'll, we yeah, know how to handle guns. Right. I, I, apparently, we do. Safely. All right. It's the beer I was worried Sorry, about. Sorry, go ahead. Um, Pontiacs and Pints, another one. Oh, at, at Wildcatter Saloon in Katy 
that's uh, tomorrow starting at 2. Uh, and then uh, Sunday night, um, Chaos Car Cruise in at the Twisted Grill Cheese on Katy Freeway. Um, that's uh, tomorrow at 11. And finally, Classy Rides Car Show uh, in Nederland. Got to get one of them Golden Triangle ones in there for you, Mars. Thank you. And then, of course, two weeks from now is um, uh, at Gulf Coast Auto Shield is the Car Social. And yep. then uh, that's Saturday. And then Sunday after that is Coffee and Chrome. And next weekend, not a cruise in. Well, if it could be a cruise in. This is a serious cruise in. That's Autorama. Mm-hmm. So go there. Best show in town every year. Time now for this hour's car review. Had a chance to drive the 2024 Buick Encore GX. It comes in three trim levels, preferred, sport touring, and Avenir. I had the Avenir top of the line. This is a small SUV, seats five passengers. Good luck on six-footers in the second row. Exterior changes from last model year. It's got some new front-end styling on it, part of the 2020 original design. Exterior features, Nike slash lighting up front with a big lower grill. It really does look good, and it doesn't even look like an old Buick anymore. Uh, Sculpted sides with painted wheel opening moldings, um, which is really nice not to have the black plastic moldings to highlight the wheel openings. I don't understand why they do that. High-mounted tail lights, uh, but uh, it's got also a big hatch and fake dual exhaust. Tractive wheels match the trim level. What I like, this is one sharp-looking little SUV. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. I thought so. I, I saw it out front. I thought it was very good-looking. Yeah. And it's got that new Tri-Shield Buick logo yeah. on it, so it's something different. Yep, yeah, it is. Uh, interior highlights. Huge instrument and infotainment screen stretches from driver to right above the center console. Uh, overall, dash design is excellent with easy-to-find controls, premium materials throughout the cabin, comfortable ventilated faux leather seats. I, I couldn't tell the difference. It's certainly not like the Naga hides we used to have back in the day. Cargo and trunk room, folding second rear seat allows for more room than you'd think in this small SUV. What I liked, uh, passive phone charger under the dash, out of the way for stowing. Uh, what could use improvement? Shifter on the center console takes up too much room. I'm not a big I'm not a big shifter in the middle unless it's a manual shifter. Why? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense anymore. Push buttons or a dial the, or the something. The pleated seats look pretty cool. That, yes, 1.3 liter turbocharged three cylinder engine. Seems to be this is the this optional year. upsize, by the way. Mm-hmm. 155 horsepower, 174 pound feet of torque. Doesn't seem like a lot of horsepower. Well, sufficient. Got a CVT transmission. This is a front-wheel drive vehicle. Will tow up to 1,000 pounds, which is nothing. Um, City miles per gallon, 29 on the Highway 31. For a combined of 30, I got 32 miles per gallon over 336.1 miles. What I liked, felt like plenty of power. What could use improvement? Give me some paddle shifters. Why not? I mean, what would that cost a manufacturer to put paddle shifters on? Yeah, but paddle, I mean, to me, my head, paddle shifters and CVT just don't blend. Well, and a 1.3. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that turbo, that's the beauty of a CVT. It'll get the turbo up in its power band and then adjust the transmission ratio to keep the turbo in its power band. So paddle shifters. Could, I'll be honest with you. I didn't, even, I didn't even recognize the fact that it was a CVT. CVT. 
They've gotten pretty good at that. Yep. Um, Ryan Handling. Can be a little stiff on some Houston streets. Great on the highway. Uh, what could use improvement? Um, a little softer suspension, but not floaty. It just seems a little stiff in the back end. Which well, is unusual for wheelbase. <clears throat> yeah, I know that. Yeah, it is a, a small wheelbase. Base trim price, thirty-one nine. Price is tested, thirty-five seven forty. Base model price, uh, dollars I thought that was pretty good. Now, competitors, Chevy Trailblazer, 23100 Honda HRV, 24000 Mazda CX-30, 249 and the Subaru Crosstech Trek Mars, 24995 Same price, exact same price as the Mazda. Isn't that funny? Mm. But uh, anyway, those are the competitors. And uh, that is the review of the Buick 2024 Encore GX Avenir front-wheel drive. Good, I like it. Good-looking car. It is. It truly is. And uh, if you're in the market for something like that. Do you know what Avenir is? It's a trim level. <clears throat> yeah, but it's also a font on your computer on your in your Word document. Avenir is a type of font. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Why wondering... would you know that? Because I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never knew what Avenir was, you and, know. It sounds sophisticated. Yes, it does. Yes. Kind of like Park Avenue. Av- Av- Park Avenir. Avenir. That's what they should have yeah. called it, the Park Avenir. I don't think the park uh, would have been. I'm leaning toward Deuce and a Quarter. Buick. Buick. Buick, Deuce and a Quarter. Uh, Buick. Roadmaster. You know, I will tell you that. Vista. That story that we did last week on the station wagons. Mm-hmm. And that one particular, I think it was a Buick station wagon, the Roadmaster with the wood side paneling on it. Mm-hmm. It's got me thinking, and I'm moving over to the, I'm moving over to the Jeff Zekin point of view. You have to. the the way The wagon thing has become very attractive mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Don't ask me and you why. Got the well, Vista roof with the, with yeah. the yeah. on that particular wind, model. Yeah, yes. Leave it in the shipping crate so the wood's still there on the side and everything. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Remember, Buick did the uh, rendezvous that had the oh god, but it had the the rear the rear hatch opened up to almost like a bed. So it had a, a sunroof that moved forward and a rear gate on it, mm-hmm. kind of. But it would be an in wheel time mobile studio. No, it would not. Okay, no, no, no it no, would no, never no. be that ever. No, the rendezvous was no. the cousin of the Pontiac Aztec, yes, which was definitely the ugliest thing GM ever made. Or anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you drive a, a rendezvous? Uh, maybe. If it was uh, like a, a ba- if it was a beige color. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, the in-wheel time. out with an LS. <laughs> the in-wheel time car talk show is available 24-7 through the iHeartRadio app. Just look for in-wheel time car talk. We also video stream on Facebook, YouTube, and inwheeltime.com and podcasts are available on over a dozen of the most popular podcast outlets out there. The In Wheel Time Car Talk Show continues right after this quick break. Houston's finest cars are invited to another Gulf Coast Auto Shield Car Social, Saturday, December 2nd, and you're invited too. Show off your personal pride and joy, or just stop in to see the likes of Lucid, Lamborghini, Porsche, Ferrari, and more. Gulf Coast Auto Shield is your one-stop shop for paint detailing, coatings, window tent, clear bras, and wheel repair. The Car Social is your opportunity to get a tour of this state-of-the-art facility located at 11275 South Sam Houston Parkway, just south of the Southwest Freeway. It all takes place Saturday, December 2nd, 9 to noon. 
This is the perfect opportunity to connect with other car enthusiasts. From BMWs to Bentleys, Corvettes to McLarens, the Car Social is a different kind of show. Talk to the owners. See Gulf Coast Auto Shields facility. You'll be amazed. Put it on your calendar now. The Gulf Coast Auto Shield Car Social, Saturday, December 2nd, 9 to noon at 11275 South Sam Houston Parkway, just south of the Southwest Freeway. The In Wheel Time Car Talk Show will be there, too. We'll see you then. Hey, Houston! America's greatest hot rod tradition is back! Thanksgiving weekend! The O'Reilly Auto Parts Autorama! At the George Hart Brown Convention Center! Four action-packed days of hot rods, customs, classics, trucks, and performance cars! The Ultimate Lowrider Showcase! Sponsored by Shorty's Hydraulics! See Lone Star Throwdown's Texas-sized truck spread! And don't miss the traditional rod and custom section! Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, see wild, high-flying, freestyle motor across stunt shows. Shop the swap meet and women's world all weekend on the celebrity stage presented by Nick's Auto Repair and Classic Car Restoration. Friday, meet AEW Tag Team Superstars, the Lucha Bros. Saturday, it's Noel G. Hector from the Fast and Furious. Sunday, it's Lou Ferrigno, the original Incredible Hulk, the O'Reilly Auto Parts Autorama. November 23rd through 26th at the George R. Brown Convention Center. Discount tickets at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Part of the Summer Racing Equipment Show Car Series. See Autorama.com for more info. The original group of Loopy Tortilla Restaurants will have you telling your family and friends just what the original recipes mean when it comes to the best fajitas in Southeast Texas. Founder Stan Holt invites you to visit the original Loopy Tortilla near I-10 and Highway 6. Here's the original house that inspired the design of all the rest and the original charm that helped make Loopy Tortilla the go-to destination for Houston Tex-Mex. Speaking of original, nothing can compete with the original lime pepper marinade that everyone will agree makes Loopy Tortilla award-winning beef fajitas the best anywhere. Loopy Tortilla Katie is another location that gives you the same quality and service Houstonians have come to expect at Loopy's. It's located just off I-10 in the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard in Katie. Find yourself in Aggie Land? Head to the Loopy Tortilla in College Station, located just around the corner from Kyle Field. It's a great place to enjoy those famous frozen margaritas before or after the game. Headed east to Louisiana? Stop in at the Loopy Tortilla in Beaumont. It twos on I-10. You can't miss it. The original group of Loopy Tortilla restaurants invites you in for the best Tex-Mex anywhere. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts.